welcome back to Hold Fast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I am the host of the podcast, and today I am unashamedly doing an episode that that might, on the surface, seem self-serving, and you'll understand what I mean as I kind of get into the topic today. I hope that you know that I am not seeking to be self-serving in any way. I'm not seeking to pat myself on the back in any way. This is just something that I see happening in the lives of Christians around me. It's something I see actually in my own life far too often. Um, That's one of the reasons that I want to address it is because it's something that it's a tendency that I see in my own mind and my heart that I want to fight against that I don't think is ultimately a good thing. Um, And let me maybe set it up this way. We live in an incredible time of technology. Now, technology gets a bad rap, and and to a degree, rightfully so, because there's a lot of dangers and pitfalls that are there with technology and social media, especially, and all those things. But there's a lot of really good things about technology. One of those being that now we live in a time where at any given moment, I can be consuming Christian content. What I mean by that is I can be listening to podcasts, sermons, watching sermons on YouTube, reading blogs. I can I can be getting all kinds of good Christian content from wherever I am all the time. Matter of fact, it's one of my favorite things to do. When I'm at the gym, I am usually listening to podcasts. Now, some people say they can't do that. They need some kind of upbeat music. They can't just listen to somebody talk and it get them in the mood for working out. Um, I understand that, but it doesn't really bother me. Um, I, I kind of have the same intensity, I think, working out no matter what I'm listening to. But, but I enjoy that. Um, when I'm driving in the car, a lot of times I'm listening to podcasts. Podcasts are one of my favorite um, ways to consume content because you can listen to sermons on there. You can listen to interviews and a lot of interesting, fun stuff. I don't only listen to Christian content. Um, I, I enjoy um, just some fun stuff uh, in general. I one, one in particular, and I don't normally promote stuff, but just so you kind of get an idea. Um, if you watch the show, The Office, there is a, a podcast called Office Ladies, where two of the women from the show are re-watching it and kind of giving you behind the scenes details of the show. It's really fun. It's a good way to just kind of veg out and pass the time if you need to do that. Um, I don't often have time to veg out. I'm normally doing that when I'm in the car on the way home for just a few minutes, um, which all of that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But I got there. So I went there, had some fun for a minute. Let's get back to what we're talking about. There's all kinds of ways to consume content, right? The danger is that we live in an age where not only is there a lot of Christian content, but but quote unquote online church is becoming a thing. So Christians are becoming a lot more content with not going to church on Sunday because I can listen to my pastor preach from my couch if I want to. And then a lot of them take it a step further and they go, well, you know, I mean, I can I can listen to my pastor and he's fine, but man, um, this other pastor that I know that's really well known, he's better than my pastor at preaching and he's still preaching the word. So let me listen to him instead. And the danger is that you can begin to consume all of this content, but you, you've, you've lost that connection with your local church and you're not primarily listening to and learning from and being discipled by the leaders within your church, your other brothers and sisters within your church. And here's the part where it's going to maybe sound self-serving. And and again, I hope you hear my heart in this, but, but you should, YouTube should not be your pastor. A podcast should not be your pastor. A, a pastor on a podcast should not be your pastor. 
You should have a pastor. You should have elders and leaders and people pouring into your life who are you are physically gathering with each and every Sunday. And you might, you might say, well, Kenny, that, yeah, man, that sounds a little bit legalistic. I mean, I'm listening to the Bible either way. Like, I mean, it's still, it's still kind of the same, isn't it? I, I don't believe that it is. I believe there's a massive distinction because the purpose of listening to sermons and, and consuming content, if you will, from, from a biblical perspective is not just to gain knowledge and just to, just to, to check it off your list and puff yourself up with all this spiritual knowledge. It's not even necessarily always to figure out what's the application for my life. One of the purposes of sermons and gathering with God's people to hear his word is so that we encourage one another with these things. So that we have somebody who's not only teaching us, but who's walking through life with us. Who, you know, your pastor should know your congregation well enough to know some of the things that need to be talked about from the pulpit. That person you're listening to on YouTube doesn't know you at all, doesn't know the things that you're going through, doesn't know the best way to address you individually as a person. And I'm not saying pastors are perfect at that. I'm certainly not. But, but we are striving to make sure that we are feeding our, our churches the food that is needful for them in the moment that we're in. We're, we're trying to make sure that we're gearing our sermons toward the specific people that we're talking to. We're not changing the truth in any way, but there is something to be said about a pastor who, who knows you and walks through life with you and is, and is preaching to you. And then there's the truth of what we see, uh, or the example, rather, what we see the early church set forth early on in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, very well-known passage, talking about the, the first, the early church, the first group of believers that launched after Pentecost. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and they had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need, and day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. I hope you heard in some of the emphasis I put as I was reading that passage that you see a focus here on these believers gathering together, being with one another, breaking bread together, listening to the apostles teaching together, discussing these things among one another. They weren't just sitting in their homes with their headphones in, listening to some pastor preach a sermon and hoping it enriches their life. They were doing theology in community, right? They were, they were not just hearing sermons for their own personal walk, but they wanted the Word of God to enrich their church. They wanted the Word of God to go into and to minister their entire congregation. They wanted everybody to be together, learning the same things and, and, and doing life together by learning truth together, hearing sermons, keeping one, another, one another accountable, all of these things. And I think we lose that when our primary spiritual diet is a, an internet pastor. And I'm not trying to use that term in a derogatory way, you might say I'm hypocritical because I have this podcast, for example, that maybe you're listening to and you don't go to my church. I'm not saying don't consume this content. I'm saying this should not be your primary content that you consume. And, and I'm not even necessarily talking about in the, the amount of time that you spend, but I'm talking about like what matters more to you, that you make sure and you listen to the latest sermon by your favorite pastor on, on the internet 
or that you get with God's people, your local church on a Sunday and hear what the Lord has to say through your pastor and your leaders on a Sunday morning? Which is more important to you? Which is a higher priority to you? Because I would say that Scripture, Scripture leads us to, to have the understanding that what's more important is that we are part of a local church where God's Word is being taught and we're encouraging one another and bearing one another's burdens and making sure that we're not, we, it's not just our personal faith with Jesus, right? We're part of a community of believers and we do this together. And that kind of, I mentioned it earlier, but I didn't really get deep into it. That, that kind of gets me off on the topic of, in general, speaking about um, online church. And I apologize for my email notifications going off. I just muted that, but I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going here. Let's talk about online church. Um, I'm so thankful for the technology that we have to be able to stream services online for those who, for whatever reason, are not able to come to church on a Sunday morning. Maybe it's on vacation, right? My, maybe it's uh, sickness. Maybe uh, there, there can be different reasons that are valid reasons for not being at church on a Sunday morning. And I'm so thankful for the technology that allows us to stream the services for those people who missed it to get it. I'm thankful for the technology that allows me to put our sermons out in podcast form so that other people can consume that content, right? I'm, I'm grateful for that. That is a good thing. What's not a good thing is when online church replace this gathering with God's people. We are told constantly throughout the scriptures to, to make sure that we are gathering with one another. Now, you might say, well, there's that one verse in Hebrews, but are we really told that throughout the scriptures? Yeah, I believe we, we're, we're, we're being given that example here in that passage I just read in the book of Acts. All throughout Acts, the believers were constantly gathering together. All throughout the epistles, you see Paul addressing specific churches who were constantly gathering together. They were to read Paul's letters when they gathered together on the Lord's day, right? All of these things you see woven throughout the scriptures, just this established fact that is important for believers to get together. And, and I'm sorry, I'm not saying this to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not saying this to, to tell you that, that if you've watched online church in the last few weeks that you're in the wrong. I'm just saying that if you are primarily trying to gather with God's people online, you're not really gathering with God's people. You're, you're not really doing what the scripture has called us to do. And again, I know there are special seasons. I know there's different things that may happen and come up in our lives. But I'm, I'm saying... <laughs> that you cannot fulfill the one another's of Scripture through online church. You can't bear one another's burdens. You cannot successfully, I'm not saying you can't do it at all, you can't as successfully and as faithfully pray for one another if you're online because you're not face-to-face -face with these people on Sunday getting to see them and talk to them and hear about how things are going, which, by the way, plays into the fact that if you're just showing up to church on a Sunday, if you are coming physically to church and all you do is walk in late and walk out as soon as the service is over and you don't engage with your brothers and sisters in Christ in any way, that's not a whole lot different than the person who's sitting on their couch doing online church. The purpose of the gathering is, yes, to proclaim the word, to exalt Christ together, but it's also to be with one another, to encourage one another. And you can't do that if you just stroll in whenever you feel like it and leave before getting a chance to really connect with people. And I'm sorry that I'm, I'm getting pretty passionate about this. I mean, this is something that, as a pastor... I'm continuously baffled by the people who, who are saying, man, I, I don't feel like I have any community and I don't, I don't feel like anybody really cares, but they're not putting forth any effort to gather with the Lord's people on the Lord's day. 
to, to, to be around one another, to, to make sure that you are in deep fellowship and community with one another. I think sometimes we think that it's the church's job to ensure that I have real deep fellowship and community with other Christians. And to some degree, the church absolutely has a responsibility to that. But so do you. I, I, I said this to our church staff the other day. You are as connected as you strive to be in the life of your church. You are as, you, you have as deep of a community in the life of your church as you're striving to have. Sometimes we think that I can't have good community if the church doesn't plan good social events. I can't have good community with my church if, if they don't have all these Bible studies and all these things going on that I can do and make sure that, that fill me up and, and take care of my soul. But you can't have deep community if you're not striving for deep community. If you're not getting out of your comfort zone on Sundays and going up to one another and asking how you can pray for one another and checking in on one another and, and hanging out outside of Sunday mornings, making sure that you understand this is your family, this is the body of Christ. Online church doesn't give you that and online pastor can't give you that. When you're walking through struggles in your faith, what's better, to email that pastor who has a podcast platform to thousands of people and ask them if they would answer your question and maybe they do, maybe they don't? Or is it better to have a pastor and elders and brothers and sisters in Christ that you can go to physically and talk about your struggles and seek the word together and, and, and dive into what God has said and figure out how you can, through this community of believers, through this community of faith, pursue holiness and righteousness and find the answers that you're looking for? I think the answer to that is obvious. So this is not a you know, judgment, trying to be some kind of slap on the wrist to those who are, who are watching church online. I'm thankful for the gift of that. I'm saying that's not our priority. Our priority is being with God's people. I'm saying our priority is not listening to the latest sermon from the most well-known pastor out there. Your pastor, okay, if you are a part of a local church, and again, this is going to sound self-serving. It's in no way intended to be. Your pastor is a better pastor than, for example, John Piper or Vody Bauckham. Your pastor is a better pastor to you than John Piper or Vody, or Vody Bauckham is my clarification there. Because your pastor is responsible for you and your soul. Your pastor is going to be accountable to the Lord for how they shepherded you and your soul. That pastor you're listening to online is not accountable for you. They're accountable for the church that God has entrusted to them. So your pastor is a better pastor for you than anybody that's online, than anybody that preaches the most dynamic sermon that you like to listen to. I'm not telling you throughout that content. Keep listening to it. There's so much good out there. Make sure it's solid biblical people you're listening to. There's so much good out there, but make sure you're not neglecting your church. Make sure you are diving in, all into the community of your church that God has placed you in. It is a gift for you. It is a gift for your soul because they're not just there to fill you with knowledge on a Sunday. They're there to walk through life with you with God's word in hand, making sure we're pointing one another to Christ. I hope that made sense. There's a lot of thoughts that I have on this subject and, and I wanted to keep it sort of concise, um, but it's been on my heart a lot lately and when i say lately i would say over the past two years as we've seen a rise in online church and we've seen a rise in in pastors and church leaders putting their content out there for people to to engage with i'm thankful that people are doing that i hope it continues because the gospel is spreading in ways that it never could have before but i hope and i pray that it does not pull us away from the primary source of our spiritual growth and that is our local church our local body of believers that god has placed us in 
Thanks for listening as always. I pray it's it's helped to you. Share it if it has been. Give us a rating or review on iTunes or I say iTunes, but I guess it's technically Apple Podcasts. Get my terminologies right. Or Google or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you listen to this. Ratings and reviews help people who would not normally see it uh, see it. And so I would appreciate it if you take a moment to do that. Until next time, Lord willing, I, I get to be back next week with another episode of Hold Fast. God bless.